0: we slowly drifted apart. Well, when you're reevaluating your relationship and exploring the root causes of it and figuring out what went wrong, oftentimes you'll see that you drifted apart from that person. And when you're thinking back, you're not quite understanding why. Well... There's a lot of things that go on in our unconscious where we are reenacting old relationships and dynamics from relationships from our caregivers where maybe we didn't have a good bond and so we don't know how to stay connected to somebody. We don't know how to continue that connection and stay present with our partner. Because you have to understand relationships need to be taken care of like it's its own entity, like its own thing, and it has to be kept alive constantly. And you both have to do things in order to make the relationship stay together. If you don't, it falls apart. You drift apart. It's very, very easy for that to happen. Uh, If you don't communicate with your partner, if you don't get past the surface level, uh, day in and day out routine, and you don't really connect with them, there's a good chance that they're going to connect with somebody else or you're going to start to connect with somebody else. You'll start to fantasize because your needs aren't getting met anymore. And a lot of this stems from how we learn to attach to our caregivers. If it was really healthy, then we have less issues doing that. We understand how to stay present, how to communicate, how to make our partner feel loved and safe, and all the amazing things that come with a really good romantic healthy relationship but if you didn't learn it you don't know it and it doesn't feel familiar to you and believe me guys I know all of you are desperate to hear from your ex and I could tell you that in many cases if they come back too quickly it's just going to mean that you wind up losing that person for good and so Don't always see that them being gone for a long time is a bad thing. You're trying to relearn healthy relating in a way you've never done before. And obviously you could see all the content that I'm constantly putting out there to teach you how to do that. Because if you're 25 years old, you've been doing it for 25 years. You think you're going to be able to change that in three weeks, six weeks? No, of course not. It takes months and months and months, and the harder you work, obviously the more results you're going to get. So you have to understand that relationships can fall apart in the blink of an eye. You could literally say one thing, or one fight, or one misunderstanding could lead to the demise of a relationship, And unless you have the skills and the tools to, you know, correct it and to uh, communicate with your partner, you might wind up seeing that relationship slowly drift away or sometimes quickly. Um, But, you know, it winds up ending because you're not connecting with them anymore. You're not present with them anymore. They don't feel safe with you anymore. And, you know, you have to create a safe, relationship with your partner and emotionally safe. So if you're negative, negating them, and you're trying to control them, and you're manipulative, they're not going to feel safe with you. All you're trying to do is impose your will and your power on them, and the relationship will just quickly just fall apart, and nobody's going to want to be told what to do or uh, how to live their life. So you got to be aware of all these things. And these are the things that I look at when I talk to you. Things come up and I'll start to see patterns that you're doing. And we're able to talk about these things in a Skype. And those are the issues that will make the difference for you in being able to reattract them. And not only that, but make the major changes in your life so you can unlearn and recreate healthy relationships with. Either them or whoever it is that you date in the future. Um, today, I have got an email uh, from a guy that is in his late 20s, and he dated a woman that's just a couple years younger than him. And they were together for about two years, and they lived for get- together for most of that time. And the interesting thing is the breakup was about five months ago. So, let's see what happened here when he shared a little bit about her background. He says her dad left for another woman when Ashley was a teenager and was not often around because of the nature of his work and when she was growing up, he wasn't really there. She is still the only one in a family of four women to not forgive him. So she's got a lot of anger and hostility towards dad. And... That pattern is going to come out in her relationship with you. Her mom is a nurse and a heavy drinker. Okay, so now we've got another major issue here. If mom's a heavy drinker, it means she's got a lot of anxiety. Probably uses the alcohol as a way to soothe it. Ashley would often be told not to waste the hospital's time going to the emergency room for certain types of injuries, such as falling down the stairs. What? This girl fell down the stairs and her mother's like, Don't waste your time! I fall down the stairs all the time. Probably, yeah, because you're drunk all the time, lady. But sometimes people should go to the hospital when they fall down the stairs. And by sometimes, I mean probably all the time. Okay? This is ridiculous. So they're minimizing what any kind of problem and, and when there's a major issue... They expect her to brush it under the rug. Don't deal with that. Don't think about that. That's not a big deal. You're wasting your time. More like you're wasting our time. The parents, meaning. Now, in this situation, he is actually the one that broke up with her because she wanted to get married and he didn't. He said, I then began finding different reasons to justify it like feeling that being single would be the best thing for me. I was feeling trapped and not feeling very good about myself or my future. Two months after the breakup, when I found out she was seeing someone, I begged, cried, bargained, gestured to get her back. At first, I told her I couldn't be friends with her, but she guilted me into agreeing, saying it would be a big mistake. Okay, so there's a few things going on here. One, you didn't want this relationship until she found somebody else. So that is a major warning sign for me right there. If you're really feeling like that, then do you really want her back? Or is it because you were afraid you were going to lose somebody else? Two, uh, she's telling you to be friends, you said no, which I agree with. And then she said, "Well, if you don't, that's going to be a big, big mistake." I don't like the way she said that. It it almost feels like a threat um, or a some kind of like control tactic. I didn't want to be the bad guy when I'd already hurt her so much. Okay, he said that some of the problems in the relationships was that he rejected her intimately and he didn't make her a priority. Well, that absolutely is a huge component. If you're not making your partner a priority, you're not going to stay connected. If you don't feel connected with the person you're with, you're going to drift apart. So, he says, Hi, Coach. My question is, will I hear from her again? When we first met, she was in the tail end of a relationship getting ready to throw out her unemployed boyfriend who was cheating on her online. The sex was amazing and we connected like crazy. We were in love before we were official. And for the both of us, it felt like we knew each other for so long already. Six months in, I was displaced and forced to move in with her. Ashley took a serious step well, I didn't think much of it. You didn't think much of moving in with her as a serious step? I wonder, I'm wondering if you are got an avoidant attachment style um, that you didn't even think about that. So far, it's kind of looking that way to me. Two months later, something terrible happened. Uh-oh. One of her friends kissed me at a party while I was drunk. This escalated to Ashley pushing me into a mirror and me responding physically. He didn't get into the details there, but I'm guessing that he hit her or something. He didn't say, though. I broke down crying when I woke up the next day to find out what had happened. And she had a black eye. Oh, yeah, so you did punch her in the eye. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Wow. She forgave me immediately. I had never behaved this way before. I felt like a monster. I can imagine. You must have felt horrible. The next few months were amazing and we had rekindled the passion in our relationship. But issues started to arise when I got injured and started getting depressed. Well, that would be a big component right there. If you're not yourself, maybe you're lethargic, you're tired... Uh, you, You know, you're negative, you're wanting to be alone, your sex drive would go down. A lot of issues would come up from that. We stopped doing things together, having less sex, and I was never interested in doing those things with her and her friends. I still felt the guilt for the party and never felt comfortable around her friends. Communication was terrible. Okay, so after that incident, you felt being awkward around her friends because you probably thought, oh, they're all judging me, they hate me, they don't want me around. Well, you know, there probably is some truth to that. I don't know. Depends upon how they saw the situation go down. We broke up when she pressured me for marriage. She started dating a friend a month later. Wow, okay. So you must have been pretty shocked by that. They've been official three months now. When I tried to get her back, she said she couldn't be with me right now. She couldn't or wouldn't. That I had done things to her emotionally and mentally. That I rejected her for months. She's right. And so she's dating this new guy in that honeymoon stage. Why would she want you back when you know, things weren't going good with you and somebody's making her feel good right now. That even if the other guy wasn't in the picture, she couldn't be with me. Well, she might mean that, but it's hard to say because she is with that other guy, so she wouldn't really know. She's just speculating. I agreed to stay friends, hoping I could heal the damage I'd done. After 40-ish days of no contact and one breadcrumb, I decided it was time for me to move on and heal. So I blocked her on Facebook. A few days later, she messaged my best friend to ask if I had blocked her. So you can see, she's been wondering what you're doing. Obviously, she noticed that you blocked her, and she must have been looking at your Facebook often enough, to find out a couple days later. And even if you think about it, if she messaged your friend a couple days later, that probably means she saw that happen right away because it probably made her wait a couple days before she would call your friend. She wouldn't do that immediately. Not likely. She probably sat on that. So she probably knew instantly, which tells me she was probably thinking of you and uh, wondering what you're up to. Because how would she have known so quickly? Hmm. So, uh, interesting, because it shows that she's really still keeping you in her thoughts and keeping tabs on you. All right. He told her, I did. Moments later, she texted me. She said, ouch! Ouch! blocked on Facebook again with, like, a little emoji with, like, the tongue sticking out. That's cold. Ha ha. Interesting. There's more to what she's saying than that. haha. Ha. She's trying to use a little humor there, but I think she's trying to say that her feelings were hurt. She probably didn't like the fact that all of a sudden she thought you were still in the background, you were still an option, and now you've blocked her. That would really make her wonder. I don't know, I don't necessarily advocate for blocking, by the way. Um, I probably wouldn't have told you to do it. Um, But, you know, in certain situations, you do have to do it. So he says, Hey, I'm not trying to start drama. I'm just moving on. Being friends simply doesn't cut it for me. But I'd like you to know I started therapy to go through my issues, medication for my depression and anxiety, and relationship coaching to work on being a better partner. Now, he was stretching things here a bit because we had only done one email coaching before and he's trying to make it look like... He's going to a relationship coach, okay? This is only our second email coaching, and this isn't going to cut it, buddy. Don't sit there and say that you're getting relationship coaching with me when you're not, because then it's going to look bad, and it's going to backfire on you if she all of a sudden starts asking you questions. and hey, so who's this coach? And what did you talk about? And when did you talk to him? Now you're going to be spitting out lies? Not a good idea. It's going to crumble right before right in your hand, like sand, like right? Not good. I wouldn't do this. And uh, it just goes to show that you're trying to manipulate her again. You're acting like something is going on that it's not. And I don't know if you're really going to therapy or on your medications because you didn't tell me other than what you said there. So maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Maybe you've got an appointment eventually to go in the next couple of weeks, and you're trying to make it seem like you're going consistently. That's going to come back to bite you, man. Uh, I definitely would not be misleading in what you're really doing and the changes you're really trying to make. So he said, contact me if you change your mind about us. Take care. She said, that's disappointing to hear. I appreciate the thought, but if we couldn't manage to keep a relationship as friends working, it's hard for me to visualize something more working. Well, this sounds kind of manipulative to me on her end because she's trying to basically manipulate you to being her friend, and I think it's really because she wants to keep you as a backup while she dates this other guy. And it's probably not going so great if she's already noticing right away that you're blocking her from Facebook. That means she's probably checking regularly. And you wouldn't be checking somebody's Facebook that often if uh, if you were happy with your new relationship. So he goes on to say, But I hope that things improve for you and that you find happiness. Good luck with the rest of the semester. I was suffering and I needed to cut contact for my own mental health. Do you think I will ever hear from her again? Well, I do think you're going to hear from this girl again. Uh, Definitely, because she's keeping tabs on you and she's trying to keep you in her life, but on her terms, and you're not willing to go for that. And I certainly wouldn't, either. Um, I'm not interested in being friends. She's got a new boyfriend, and you're going to sit in the background. What what kind of friendship is that? Oh, so tell me, how was the date last night? Oh, yeah? Did you guys hook up afterwards? Really? It was good? Oh, really? Give me details. No. No way. (laughs) No way. Uh, That would be pretty horrific, and I'm not interested, and I wouldn't recommend that either. So... Yeah, I do think she's going to contact you again, and I think you need to really work on yourself, and you need to take a good hard look in the mirror, because I don't think you're really being honest with yourself at this point as to how many changes you've truly made. You're exaggerating things, you're making it look like you've really gotten this additional help, when I suspect you probably haven't, and uh, you're only going to hurt yourself, because she's going to see right through it. Okay? So, those of you guys that think that uh, being misleading and or telling somebody you've changed to get them back is going to work, it's not. Because you're not ready. And to me, this tells me you're not ready. And, you know, that's good because she's still got this new boyfriend anyway, but I suspect when it ends she'll be back around again and hopefully you will really make long-lasting changes that will help you re-attract her. So you might want to really schedule that Skype coaching with me. That way we can really get you prepared and I could really look at what's going on with you. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. But that's just for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.